Warning. The following content contains sounds. It has been shown that some sapiens of the Homo have episodic memory towards some sounds. Therefore, forming a bad reaction to certain sounds. Nevertheless, the sounds we use are only to mock actions and notions, which are, of course, ridiculous. We are not mocking the people who have them. No, no, no. Because you know in time, you may change what you do and change what you think. Having said that, this is correlation sensation. A show where I talk about your mother's mammalian protuberances. Yes, yes. They come in all sorts of shapes, colors and textures and smells. But of course, we will proceed to something more important. Episode 53. Oh, we. You like that sounds? Those are the wind chimes. I usually record. Swinging from my inferior maninches. In the wind. No. This is some Tibetan singing ball music. For your chakras, ooh. Yes. Now, everybody, stand up and do a namaste. Yeah, yeah. Namaste. Yeah, that means you must stay. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what that means. Kundalita pause. Oh, yeah. In case you didn't understand, uh, that really wasn't what namaste means. But, uh, yeah. I don't know why I even told you to clarify that. Just wanted to disclaim, you know. Let's see uh, what's going on here. Oh, well, one moment. Do, 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 do. Little break from me. Episode 53. Episode 53! Oh. Oh, yeah. Got to drink something. My throat is acting a kind of funny. We go here. Where did my water go? There it is! There's my water. Let's do this. Mm, call John Papanito.
Oh, John Papa need to not answer. He no answer me. So I'm going to call the void. The void for episode 53. The void, the void, the void. The void I'm going to call. The void, the void, the void. He can go on my balls. The void, the void, the void. I he picked it up the phone. The phone, the phone, the phone. The void picked up the phone. Yes, on the telephone. Unlike a John Papanito, void answered my call. Oh, okay. I have a feeling we're not going to be doing this one with the one called John Papanito. Oh, he couldn't step in for a little bit? I don't know. He didn't answer. Maybe he on the toilet. Ah. Good. I uh, cleaned my undercarriage of my car and changed the oil. Oh, yeah. What about the undercarriage of your body? Already. I did that before I left. Good idea. You don't want to be... What? They get get all salty. Yeah. Wait, you taste it too? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, salty. Yeah, that's a good good one. Yeah, I was going to say, got to clean the undercarriage because you don't want to leak out oil all over the place while you're walking. Yes. I did step in mud, though. Whoa. Is that what you told the doctor, too? No, no. I was, uh, we were throwing away the oil filter, and, uh, uh, another person was walking around, and I had to step in the mud so I wouldn't get oil all over myself because we were both walking to throw away the oil filter. You guys go dump it in the creek? Uh, just the trash. Oh, just the trash. Oh. Don't tell anybody that. We might have to write that one out, Void. That's a big that? EPA normal. Oh. Yeah. So, learning experience number one on the podcast. Do not throw oil in a regular trash, because that's not nice. They kill the birdies. I don't know. I'm just talking. So... You do anything fun this weekend? No. No? Why not? Void? Uh, I just sleep and work. They changed everything at work. Bastard. That's never fun. Oh, yeah. So used to one thing. Now they want to do change it all up. What is up with this thing? Yeah, you know what I did this weekend? What? I drove to Glenwood, Iowa. Oh, why'd you do that? I don't know. After I went there, I said, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's those guys who dress up as ghosts and light on the lowercase t's. I'm pretty sure some of those guys live there. That's what it looked like to me. You know what I'm talking about? Clansmen? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I was there. Mm. Was not impressed. Not impressed indeed. I don't know why anybody would live there. They have, they have like five stores. 
No, it's 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 a it's a pretty scary place. Do not want to be there during the night time. No, no, no. Yeah. So, I also play the darts with the kids. Oh, fun! Did anyone lose an eye? No. But I tell you what, these ones have hard tips. You know, ooh, they stung. Oh. Yeah. Metal or plastic? Oh, it's plastic, not metal. Like hard rubber plastic. It hurt more than the regular Nerf darts, I tell you what. And then I woke up to a baby. Because the girlfriend, she went out to the restroom or what have you. And the baby was on the bed. And the baby rolled over. Like that one old cartoon thing, roll over. Uh-huh. Yeah, she rolled over from one end all the way to me. Get uh-huh. this, Void. Then yes. she proceeded to try to suckle on my nipple. I said, what? That's not where milk come from. Oh, not for you, but uh, for the female. Well, yeah. Uh, that's this female, but there are many females. That oh, don't. yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? What? They scared the shit out of me. I maybe I need to get a pet human for alarm clocks. You know, just keep them for a few years, you know, then get them euthanized. No? Uh-huh. uh-huh. I don't I don't know. I don't think that's a good idea. Why not? I don't know. Well, you know when they get older you have to take care of them more. And they eat more too. Yes, but I think younger babies are harder to take care of. When they're older, they can move around and become sentient. Hmm, maybe. But, not important to get a pet that is smart. You want to get one like a, like a dog. You know, one that would bark. Or... Long pause. For right. dramatic effect. Yes, I like doggies a lot. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Except when they eat the poo. And then yeah, they try to kiss your face. Yes, and or they throw up. Oh, that's no fun. Or throw up in your face. Or try to eat the throw up. Yeah, that's always interesting to watch. None of my dogs have ever done that. They only sniffed the butt, sniffed the poo, and that was it. They were kind of disgusted by it. Hmm, interesting. Remember when I said we were going to do Aburu? Aburu, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't uh, find shit. Now? What? Oh. oh. What? Nothing. I was just wondering, what are we going to talk about other than Aburu? We're not going to talk about Aburu. Oh, okay. Apparently there's almost nothing whatsoever that you can really find about Aburu. So I went on to Louis the Ninth. Louis or Louis? King Louis? Okay. Louis. Louis go Pui. Yeah. So, the story begins, Void. 
immaculately <sighs> conceived, to be born April 14th, 1214 Corona in a place that's called Boise, France. Oh. Is it near Normandy or not? I didn't look that place up. You want to do that? Uh, how do you spell Boise? P-O-I-S-S-Y. S-S Boise. 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 You find Boise? It is uh, almost 200 kilometers. Oh, that's not far. So, the one uh, named Louis the Ninth was bound to be a ruler until he Boy, died. It's uh, really close to Paris, actually. Probably. Yeah, so Louis the Ninth was bound to be a ruler until he died August 25th, 1270. In a place called Tunis of North Africa, he was so well groomed to be king that it's said, as a youth, he would rule while his mommy held his hand as a ruler. It was in 1236 that Louis IX was said to be the full ruler of a French government. Now, as a child in his family, he was the fourth child to the one called Louis VIII of France in his mother, Blanc of Castile. It's noted that Louis IX was a grand... Wait. It's noted that Blanche Castile was a granddaughter to the female sapien of the homo named Eleanor Aquitaine, Aquitaine Hunger Force, who oh, yes. was the Queen of England. Blanche was also noted for being 11 years of age, Void, when she married Louis VIII. Oh, oh that's got... Oh, did she got oh, beheaded? Oh. Or is the... No, she now no beheading according to this. But this is not her biography. This is just a oh. brief overview of Louis IX's family. Louis VIII was the son of the one named Philip II. Philip II is said to have expanded the region of France. Louis VIII became an overlord in 1223 current era, and then three years after Louis VIII became a god of his land, he died after returning from warring in a place called Albigensisivu. Albigensisivu. Albigensians. Albigensians. In southern France, he was warring with those guys. Yep. At this time, in 1226 current era, Louis VIII left his precious ape-man religious position to his fourth child because all his older children had died. Oh, that's a shame. How old were they? Such a beautiful story. I don't know how old they were. I was more focused directly on the father and the mother and Louis IX. And maybe some of the grandfather and grandmother bit. Just to give you a, Just to give everybody an understanding of how intertwined 
the monarchs were, genetically speaking. So, the leadership was passed on while Louis VIII was on his deathbed. At this point, Louis IX was forced to have his mommy use him like a puppet with a joint rulership. It was on the 29th of November on 1226. The great Holy Guacamole Cathedral in the Reims of France that Louis IX was claimed was changed to his mother at the age of 12 until he reached the age of 21 where he could freely rule in his own dogmas his mother had already instilled in the poor little bastard. What you doing there? Nothing. You weren't popping open a can of brew? No, I opened a can of just tea. Oh, I was worried you were going to say a can of whoop-ass. Oh, you wish. I wish? No, I wish I was there if you did it. like to see you beat the shit out of them goddamn people from Escape Code. Need to work oh, more. Oh, yeah. God damn it. So... Back to topic. Yes. Source 1 praised the concepts of morals Louis IX was brainwashed in as if his holy wars were all good, even though it was the mere act of breaking commandments, such as thou shalt not kill. Yeah, thou shalt not kill. Well, who'd you kill? Well, you know, you go to war, you're going to kill someone. Oh. You ever heard of a war where they didn't kill someone? No, no, but was he specifically on the battlefield himself? Yes. At least according to this source. Yeah. So, whatever other rules that God wanted them to follow were broken by the Crusades themselves. Unless if it was to spread this mental malware that people call religion. Among all these morals, the idea of being trained in the art, quote-unquote, of warfare, along with learning how to ride, fight, and lead men, were a part of this moral upbringings. That's funny, Void, because I thought that, the, you know, being a homosexual sapien of the homo was frowned upon in Christianity. Oh. It said to ride, fight, and lead men. Hmm. Very interesting. Also included was this man ape wasn't was that this man ape was no scholar at all, so Plato and Socrates couldn't have been too happy according to what the beliefs they have left. <laughs> Nevertheless, Void, this dude made his way into our podcast recording. Regarding the history... What the hell? You need to calm your ass down, boy. Why? What am I doing? You're making a lot of background noise. Yeah, there we go again. Background noise. Sorry. Always a fucking with me, aren't you? I am going to get you, boy. Maybe I should drop off our son, Corona. Oh, no, no, no. Why not? He's missing oh. his mommy void. No, he's not. Yeah, that's what he said. 
he was crying. He said his mommy didn't love him. Void, you need to be more there for her child. No. Yeah. So, the reason that this sapien of the homo ended up becoming part of our podcast regarding the history of neuroscience is a mystery to me. But, I'm sure at some point we will make it clear in the near future. You will most definitely find out in life Unless if life renders me incapable of doing so for any numerous imaginable reasons. As this little man rode like a puppet by his mother, with his mother, many ape people called noblemen in this region became rebellious for it. Believing that this weak, feeble child and his fragile female sapien of the homo mother were not strong enough to rule. They used their feudalism, knight-wielding powers, to take the power back. Unfortunately for the rebellious humans, they failed. It's claimed that this is due to the knowledge that the mommy Blanche applied in regards to her diplomacy. Regions of France, such as Champagne, helped this woman and her child from the primate peoples of England, ruled by King Harry Cock. I mean, King Harry Dither. It's reasonable when thinking about uh, this in a monk. What? Void? What'd you do? Nothing. It sounded like a scream from the can. It was like. What? Like white noise. That was weird. You cutting out? No. Oh. No, void going down, void going down. That was our Mayday, mayday. Mayday, no. mayday. Go to fall. Oh no. Ah. Anywho. Where was I? I was doing something about someone. Oh. Yes, yes. So, champagne. Fortunately for the rebellion, we will was a movable. Oh, it's reasonable when thinking about the history in monkey man terms because they had previously, England, quote unquote, owned this land prior to the Frenchy French monkey people taking it once upon a time. Philip Philip II, more precise. He expanded the region, I imagine. Even though it's not specified. It makes sense, because Philip II was noted for expanding the region. What you doing? You going through the drive-thru? Ordering a McDonald's fucking sandwich? No, I'm in my at home. Why? Because it sounded like you were driving up to a drive-thru window. You like roll down the window or drop. What's going on? Are you getting laid right now, Void? No, I am. Uh, I set down my headphones and I'm because I had my hood up, so I decided to take it down. Maybe it was rubbing or oh, something. That's probably what that was. Okay. 
Your hood Sorry. Is your hood off? You it's okay. Is your hood off? Yes, my hoodie is off. Oh good, good. Is it cold in your house? A little bit, but it's just a little bit breezy a sixty three. Yeah. This box. I need to get a new box. There's drafts in it. The snow melted on it, kinda broke it up a little bit now it's kinda soggy. The ceiling is kinda caving in. So in twelve thirty four current era, Louis the Ninth married a woman other than his own mommy. Well that's good. You know. I know I've heard that the inbreeding was very common amongst the people in this uh, delusional, you know, social structures called royalism. You heard about this voice? You know where the people start marrying amongst themselves in their own family? No? You never heard of this? I've heard of that, but not, uh, not by that word. Oh, no. Royalism is something I made up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I do that from time to time. I figured that all words are made up in the first place, so I can make up my own. So, the name of the female that was uh, doused in the Alfredo sauce of Louis IX was Margaret of Provence. This was communicated to have helped form even more alliances to help hold down the power of a monkey on the hill fight of other governments, you know, in this ape-man world. At this moment, Louis IX was a man of his own, even though he was still brain-controlled by so many things that his mommy taught, like every filthy person in this fungal rock called Earth Void. What I mean is that he was, you know, said to be ruling on his own after his marriage, claiming that uprisings, according to my source, even though, what? Oh, calming. After his marriage, he calmed the uprisings, according to my source. Even though, Void, this dude was also seen to have ruled by his own, in his own iron fist ways, he still went back to his mommy for opinions. Very interesting. Very similar to Alexander the Great, Void. Oh, yes, very much so. Although he wasn't that good with the war. We'll get to that pretty soon. Much like the Oompa Loompa, soon to be exiled from the House of White in America now, Louis IX is said to have put many family members into power over various aspects of his French government. Even though I thought Louis IX's siblings were all dead, I have a feeling his brothers were younger, who was named Robert. His brother was younger, who was named Robert, who became a count, a.k.a. chief noble, while others were put into various other positions, like doggy style, missionary, reverse cowgirl, cowgirl, you know, the 69. You ever heard of this? Punching, punching the gas chamber. He is punching the fart box. Yeah. Whoa. 
I thought they meant literally punching it. Then someone told me, no, 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 you, you use your tongue. And I said, whoa. Whoa, my hip yeah. is giving me problems. You okay? You need to go to a chiropractor again? No, it's just sitofani, that's all. Oh, okay. So old man syndrome, gotcha. Yes, old man syndrome. Thank you very much, Void. You make me feel so lively. Bastard. Yep. Yeah. Ma. I see how it is. So, I would have put more names that were given regarding the family members who were put into power by Louis the Ninth. I decided to stick with the main story. You know, too many names will confuse some people. I know that some people have a hard time remembering what was just said a few seconds ago, Void. Yep. Yeah. So, many insane things were done by Louis the Ninth, Void, such as purchasing old Christian relics. Mainly... The supposed crown of thorns worn by Jesus himself. Yeah. Oh, that could have been any bush. They might have tricked them. How'd they prove it was, uh, did it come with a certificate? Yeah, I think, I think the Pope himself shaved his bush and gave it to him. Oh. Yeah. He said, here's my horny crown. I mean, thorny. As he snickered and walked off, he's like, whoa, he paid a pretty penny for this. So, the Sainte Chapelle was constructed to hold this suspicious relic that was sold off to just some bidder with some big saggy nut pockets rather than being kept for worship in the Roman Catholic Church itself. So, so embedded in his religion, Louis IX, he said to only get involved in foreign affairs when it involved the holy guacamole wars called the Crusades against the infidels, according to the Christian perspective. Yes, yes, yes. A mostly French army with money that Louis IX raised for four years was a maid. Then, in 1248, this army set sail for Egypt to capture these strongholds and to banish the others who had a different flinging, flying spaghetti monster to worship. Their plan was to move from Egypt to Jerusalem. It's noted. What are you doing? What? You're Nothing. eating. What? I'm just drinking. Oh, you're drinking, huh? Wow, it's a very loud void. Very loud void. Sorry, I'm trying to be quiet. Ma! Ah, poppycock. Rubbish. Spaghetti. Mustard. Tomatoes, bologna, sandwich, on rye bread. In 1248, this army set sail for Egypt to capture the strongholds and to banish the others who had their own different flying spaghetti monster to worship. The plan was to move from Egypt to Jerusalem. It's noted that this crusade was the first funded solely by a king himself. And I'd say pa to that void, pa because taxes are money that the people take from the people who live in that region. And he did not oh. pay for that himself, that a bastard. Lying propaganda monster. Oh, what a shame. It's noted that this was the seventh crusade too, Void. Seventh crusade. How many crusades were there? I think eight. Mm. Wow. 
they think after they would do all the other ones, they learn maybe they weren't a good idea. No, no, no. It's like, you know, war on terrorism. Always a good idea. Oh, boy, lots of money. Mm. Making Cheney's dick hard. Yeah. Cheney's dick hard still? I don't know. Yeah, probably. He'd been drinking the blood of little babies. Oh, yes. Yeah. I tell you, you what, like Void, I don't like the reptilians. They give us aliens a, ba uh, a bad name. I need to cut that out. No, no, they're so cold-blooded. We're not cold-blooded. No, no, we're very warm and gaseous. Isn't that right? Yes. Yes, we may like to lay on rock in the sun, but so do warm-blooded animals, too. Yes. Plus, we have hairy nipples, too. Yeah, I tell you what. I need to shave mine again. They got a big and bushy. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Louis the Ninth is said to have taken his wife and two brothers alongside with him on his vacation to Egypt and Israel, leaving Mommy Dearest to rule while he was gone. Oh. That's good, Void, because Mommy knows best. Oh. That's I don't right. Know some... What? Some mommies don't know best. Yeah, that's very true. I don't know why that's a very common adage that the people say. Mother knows best. Oh, I think it is one of those sort of those tales that you tell to listen to your mom when you're younger because, you oh, know, yeah. they, they know better about protection just because they've lived longer. Yes. So it's like, don't go, don't go to the grizzly bears with each two. Okay. Yeah, kind of like respect your elders. Yes. Even though there's many elders who do bad and naughty things. Yes. You wouldn't find me listening and respecting Adolf Hitler, would you? And he would most certainly be way older than me. Well, I mean, my avatar. So, the winter of uh, 1248 all the way to spring of uh, 1249 was spent on the island of Cyprus until they were ready to begin their attacks. Where that's when they would travel over to those pesky Muslim humans in Egypt. By June 4th, the people led by Louis IX took the place called Demieta, which is said to be at the head of the Nile, even though I didn't know rivers had heads void. Hmm. Then, at this battle in Demetia, the leader that is said to have been vanquished was the one named Fakr Aldin. Yep, Fakr. F-A-K-H-R. How else would you pronounce that, Void? Fakr? Fakr. Yeah, he's just a Fakr. Are you a Fakr? I mean, I fuck people, yes, but... Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Fakr. Yes. You're a motherfucker, too. Ah, 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 I'm a motherfucker. Facker. Motherfucker, yeah. I am one, too. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 He's fun. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Facker Aldin was known for leading the slave army, which is which was commonly called a Mamluk army. So, Sultan al-Salhin... Najam al-Din Ayyubi, no, Ayyub, yeah, A-Y-Y-U-B, Ayyub, oh, you Yub, yeah, Ayyub, do you Yub void? Ah, uh, what is the Yub? 
That's the last name of this dude. Sultan al-Sahin. No. Sultan al-Sali Najim al-Din Ayub. Yeah. Who was said to be the true, real leader of this Mamluk army, even though he physically wasn't there. All I will say about this latter Muslim ape man, Ayub, that his family was the last of the Ayubid dynasty, which ruled since Saladin conquered Egypt in 1169 current era. This is a good year for it, 1169. Oh, yes, very sexy year. I think every year, every hundred years, there's a good year, the 69th. Mm. So, the reason for the real leader, Sultan al-Sahim Najim al-Ayyub, not being there was because he had a tuberculosis and was held up in Cairo. Good excuse, right, boy? Oh. Kind of like Julius Caesar's nephew that ended up becoming Caesar after him. He used to claim he was sick all the time. Oh, I can't go to battle. I'm uh, sick. Yeah, cough, cough. He called in work. Mm, I wonder how many sick days he had back in the day. Did he die of TB or no? Mm. <clears throat> so after the defeat of the slave army, this sultan set up a defense for Mansurah. This town also had the Fifth Crusade fought there as well in 1218 to 1222. But in 1249, Source 1 didn't mention why, but the Sultan died. So, according to Wikipedia, source number 2 now, it was November 22nd where the Sultan had died. But, according to a source number 1, Encyclopedia.com, which sounds more, you know, formal, said the 24th of November. Wikipedia said he died because of complications from having his limbs cut off. His leg cut off, more specifically, from a losing battle. And it said that they tried to do this because he had some severe cut, some lesion, if you will. That is what it said. So he could have died from infection complicated by tuberculosis. Because I know, during this time, tuberculosis was a very dangerous disease. Right, right? Yes, tuberculosis. Let many people survived from it. Yeah, so, his favorite wife, the Sultan's favorite wife, named Sajarat al-Dur, then took charge of his slave army, and also managed to keep a lot of the information away from the public, including her husband's death. Her belated husband, yeah. Louis IX knew of the Sultan's death prior to the general populace of Egypt in... 1250 current era, and due this is and this is all due to his spy. So in February, 1250 current era, a surprise winter attack was led by Louis C.K. I mean Louis the Ninth. And Louis the Ninth had his brother go ahead and lead the attack. Boom! Before he let his brother lead the attack, he said to not. Let himself get ahead of himself. Yep. But, unfortunately, 
Louis IX's army did not come in time as reinforcements came, leading his brother to get ahead of himself. So he went ahead to the streets of that place. That place, that Mansura, Al-Mansura. And at this point, Al-Zahir, Babers, decided to destroy him in the streets. He offed him, if you will, pawned him. And pawned him, he did void. Yeah, well that is that of that. Yep. Now, sorry for the technical difficulties, and if this sounds much different, it's all frustrating here. Because, you know, I had to work with this and work with that and that and that. Whoa. Made me take my knife and jab my leg. Oh, it hurts, boys. I'm getting kind of woozy. Oh, don't lose all blood. Oh, okay. Here's the rest of the recording. Resulting in the death of Louis IX's brother, named Robert of Artois. This led those human French Christians into a retreat. Nothing like losing your leader to lower morale void. Remember when Captain Kabloob yep. yeah, told him not to take a deep breath without being in your avatar. Did he listen, Void? No. No. Then they don't listen to me. So, shortly after, King Louis was also captured. Whoa. While his wife was being a responsible parent, giving birth in a war-torn country in the city of Damieta. The name of King Louis IX's son was a response to her husband's captured, with the name John Tristan, Tristan meaning sorrow. Damieta is said to have been used as a bargaining tool for the return of Queen Margaret's husband. There was a rebellion amongst the Muslims in Cairo, though. The sultan named Turan Shan was offed by the slave army leader, Babers. This is when Sajarat al-Dur was placed as the head of Buba, called a sultan. So, the greatest leader was released after the bargain made, you know, where King Louis IX would leave with his newborn child and his wife to the Crusader stronghold, leaving the wounded behind to be slaughtered by the Muslims. The stronghold was in a place called Acre of the Holy Moly Land. From 1250 to 1254, Louis IX is said to have had helped build up the stronghold to protect them against attacks from their religious opponents in the Monkey War of Dogmas. A nice little historical note is that the Mongolians attacked both the Muslims and Christians, regardless of what the position they had against each other during this time, making the war even more insane. What is most important for our purposes on this podcast is that during this time, Louis IX was given credit for organizing life back home to help the general populace. The help came in form of funding the arts, hospitals, institutions for the poverty-stricken, 
in the glorious chapel, quote-unquote, at the Sainte-Chapelle in Paris, which is where that thorny, horny crown of Jesus was housed. By the time of 1258, the Muslims were attacked by those pesky Mongolians, led by the grandson of Genghis Khan named Hulagu. Baghdad in 1258 was sacked hard by Bagu Sacks, by the human Mongolians, where somewhere around 100,000 Muslims were estimated to have been killed. They even captured a scholarly individual named Nazir al-Din, who was known for writing works in math and working on as a doctor and what have you. He, who had even worked on astronomy, was then uh, taken along with his instruments to help the Mongolians um, evolve intellectually. With all the hordes of Mongolians, and his mother dying in France, Louis IX had to go back to France and help figure out what's going on with his constituents. This is when he set out for more control over his land. Ooh. He is said to have established some fair tax system in making sure no abuse of power was occurring in the regions of France. Internationally, this guy cut a deal with King Henry III of England and with Spain, although the leader of Spain was not mentioned. I don't know anything about that place during this time, other than that Jebus worshippers took control back in the 13th century. Now, by 1267, current era, the Muslim named Baybar defeated the pesty Mongolians and turned his army's attention to the Crusader stronghold in the holiest of holes of Acre. What? I just said Acre. Acre. Acre? Acre? I don't know. This year is when King Louis IX decided to mount another crusade as the great lord that he was void. Rather than taking four years to acquire the funds like he did previously, King Louis decided to leave in 1270. I have a feeling that those crusades were more for plunder and profit rather than the farce of being for God. While I think he thought it was good for his tribal control, I do not believe he honestly did it for any more than his money and what he could do for his people. First, he went to Tunis in this next crusade. Then, in North Africa, in the summer of 1270, the king and his son and much of his army had fell ill Ill. Ill. On the 3rd of August, the king's son, named after sorrow, John <sighs> Tristan, died. Did you fart? No. Yeah. So, natural selection is strong here in this story, boy. Three weeks later, the king died as well. It was the Lord's will, Void. This also ended the great demand for power called crusades, with the PR lie, where people thought and were brainwashed into believing the propaganda that God wanted them to kill their enemies because they believed in a different boogie monster. The rest of the narrative from Source 1 conveyed the idea that a lot of miracles had happened 
Oh, from the deceased king in his burial ground. It was so, yeah, it was so insane that people deemed the king as a saint by 1297 current era by the Roman Catholic Church. For oh, the, great. Yeah, in for the moment you've been waiting for, Void, is what the fuck did this ape man, Louis IX, have to do with neuroscience? And I will tell you right now that it will be covered next week. Blah, 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 blah. No, I'll give you a hint. A hospital called De Quinze. Vince, the first institution for the blind. Whoa. Now, boy, down to good business. What's that? We got to tell the listeners to follow us on social media. Okay. They got to follow us. They got to worship us. Like everything we post and share it. Share it with your grandmother, your grandpappy, your aunts and your uncles and your cousins too. And share it with your mommy and your daddy and even your children. And this end song is going to be from the guitar player of Escape God. And the void. What do we do? Uh, We live in peace. Bye.